Welcome, welcome, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. It is Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. Oh man, a lot of notes. I got a lot of notes today. A lot of notes across the desk here. A lot of notes. <laughs> a lot of notes. We got uh, more Rex Tillerson news. I just love saying Rex Tillerson. That's how he should be introduced. That's how he should be. When he does the confirmation hearing, it it, it should go. I don't know. Maybe Trump gets uh, like uh, maybe Michael. But no, it's really not a buffer thing. It's more if you're a wrestling mark, you'll know the 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 voice. It's more of a Vince McMahon when Vince McMahon used to do the broadcasting. It's more of you know. <laughs> My girl walked in uh, about two hours ago, and I'm, you know, doing show prep. <laughs> and uh, she goes, he's scary. I go, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's very scary looking. I go, his name's Rex Tillerson. Of course he's scary. Of course he's scary. He's, <laughs> the guy's like in charge of uh, the third biggest company in the world. This is a guy that's got to go into countries like Russia or uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> some some half-ass Boko Haram controlled areas of Africa, Yemen. He's got to, like, negotiate with these warlords and all these other people to make sure they can drill for oil, get uh, gas stations going, and uh, not have his employees get kidnapped and raped. Of course he's got to be tough. Rocks. Remember yesterday we were talking about who he had before. He had the windsurfer. Yeah, you got uh you got Carrie there. You got the Mr. uh let's sit around with James Taylor and sing to the French. And then the uh the brain dead grandma. Brain dead grandma and uh Taylor's uh boyfriend there. Let's windsurf. Let's go windsurf who windsurfs? <laughs> Who windsurfs? Rex. So, anyways, we got Rex uh, Tillerson news. Uh, Jim Brown and um, I know everybody's focused on Kanye, but I like the fact that uh, Jim Brown and Ray Lewis to see Trump today. I'm telling you, liberals' heads, they're, they're, they're on the verge of exploding. <laughs> they really are. This is not the way this was supposed to work out. It was the, the, you weren't supposed to see Jim Brown going on uh, Anderson Cooper or uh, 
different Fox shows. You weren't supposed to see people like Jim Brown or Ray Lewis talking about not seeing uh, black and white and just seeing Americans and we got to focus on uh, violence in the black community. They're, they're not... They're not supposed to be saying that. They're supposed to be saying Trump's a racist. He's Nazi. He's, he doesn't like black people. The black communities are fine for him to say that. It's a racist. I mean, I'm telling you, I saw Van Jones today literally explode. How can Jim Brown be... He comes out of the meeting. He's like, well, it was a great meeting. You know, he's, he's a different type of president. I, you know, I really had a good time. Ah, liberals are like, ah! <laughs> no, no. You don't understand. If, if, if Trump has a fraction of success, just a fraction of success, Democrats are done. Remember when... All we heard from the media was the Republicans are going to be the new Whig party. Donald Trump is not only going to lose, but he's going to destroy the Republican party. There will no longer be a Republican party. They will be the Whig party. And hopefully from the ashes will rise a new Republican party led by Megan McCain and Marco Rubio and John McCain and yeah and John Kasich. Sure. Now it's the Democrats. It's the Democrats that are on the verge of uh, being the Whig Party. It's the Democrats. They don't know what the hell is going on. They're gonna yeah. Well, who's gonna lead the DNC? Okay, maybe it'll be a guy who's. Best friends of Louis Farrakhan. Okay, no, no, no. Maybe, oh, God, what are we going to do? And that, I mean, a frag, if Trump, just a fraction, just a fraction. If you see companies continue to say, yeah, hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep some employees here. We're going to maybe do some more hiring there. And we hear the left and we hear the never Trumpers. Oh, a president can't can't bully company. What is do? Listen, it's the bully pulpit. I would much rather have my president putting companies on notice that employ thousands and thousands of Americans. And those Americans have jobs and they pay their bills. And they buy food, and they buy Christmas trees, and they buy Christmas presents. I'd rather have a president doing that than bullying the nation about transgender bathrooms. Or telling the nation how there's systemic racism, and police officers are horrible people, and the poor black man is oppressed, and... Oh, oh. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay. So, a fraction. Just a fraction. But we'll talk about that. What else? What else is on the uh, Alan Thicke? Dead. 
down, Dick. Growing pains, Dad. 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 And he died young. That stuff freaks me out. 69 years old. And they say he died playing hockey with his kid. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's horrible. It's horrible. I'm 43. So basically, I'm going to be one of those old dads. Okay? I'm going to have a kid next month. When that kid is 10, I'll be 53. When that kid is around Alan Thicke's kid's age, I'll be 69. Freaks me out. Freaks me out. Changes you. Changes you having a kid. Changes you listening to that heartbeat. Changes you feeling uh, that kid inside your girl's womb. Which brings us to another story we'll talk about. And that's the heartbeat bill. Yes, the heartbeat bill. John Kasich vetoed the heartbeat bill. Remember, it was going to be banning women from having abortions, or I should say doctors performing abortions when you could hear the heartbeat, which would be between six and nine weeks. So Kasich vetoed that, but he did sign a bill banning abortions past 20 weeks. Now, I thought, and it's funny because I tell people that this is not a state wide practice. It's not a federal law. <clears throat> and I get arguments constantly. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me, it got a little Hillary in me. It's just coughing up some 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 old phlegm. But I have this discussion all the time with some of my liberal friends who are pro abortion. They're like, hey, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't I'm like, how do you say that? You're like Got a kid and stuff, but it doesn't matter. You know, I, I, just, I don't care. I just, you know, don't tell somebody what they can do with their body. Yeah, but dude, there's a point when it's like a human being in there. Well, are you for the death penalty? You're for the death penalty. You're a Republican. No, I'm not for the death penalty either. What? Yeah, I feel a way to completely and utterly torture somebody for raping a 12-year-old girl and murdering her is putting them in solitary confinement for the rest of their life, where they stare at a wall, no TV, go outside for air once a week. Killing somebody, that's the easy way out. Putting them in a room where they have to live, and you keep them alive. You make sure they go and get a health checkup once a month or once every six, whatever. Oh, your teeth, though? Let me fix your teeth. You keep them alive. Let them just go effing crazy in that box for 50 or 60 years. That's torture, my friend. But anyways, we'll talk about that. So what do we always start with on the show? Our fake news update. Yes, the fake news update. And that's where we highlight. Main, I, I hate to use the word mainstream media because it's all mainstream media. I mean, they really, it's all mainstream media. We highlight the media's attempt to create narratives. Now, 
for the last few days, we've been discussing the whole Russian hacking the 2016 elections. And just saying Russians hacking the 2016 elections is a false narrative. It's fake news. Because to a low-information voter, the first thing they think when they hear that is, what did they do? They, 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 they the box at the, where you stuffed the ballots in, they, they swapped it out. They had Ivan Drago there. Ivan was there swapping the box. They had, uh, they, they had guys in there changing votes in the computer from Hillary to Trump. And that's the furthest from the truth. Nobody hacked the voting machines. Nobody stuffed the ballot boxes. So by saying the Russians hacked the 2016 election to a low-information voter, they go, oh, oh no. Oh, man, Ivan Drago. And So this morning, the New York Times, and it was hard to even read this. It's like my routine. I wake up in the morning. I got a lot of routines. I don't want to bore you with it. But I wake up in the morning. I do the New York Times, Washington Post, then HuffPost, BuzzFeed. You got to read the liberal crap. I, I know it's disgusting, but you got to read it. You got to. That's why I watch. Uh, uh, what's his name? Cooper. And I watch Matthews. I watch parts of Maddow, but she just kills me. I mean, that's like a slow, tortured viewing session but regardless i watch her i I watch uh uh, o'donnell you gotta watch all this stuff you you gotta see what they're saying that way you understand when you talk to a hipster douchebag at starbucks or at joanne's fabrics (laughs) you know and they say something that just blows your mind you 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 understand and see i'm from california well i'm not really from california from new york but i live in california been here for ah jesus 20 some odd years and i'm surrounded by liberal hipster douchebags my friends are liberal hipster douchebags my dad i don't want to say he's a douchebag furthest from a douchebag i love him but he's a liberal (laughs) All right. He's a liberal. My mom is a tweener. She's a social liberal. But as it pertains to immigration and things of that nature, she's (laughs) hardcore on the right. She's just like, she's one of the, she's, she's so, she's so confusing to people. Let me explain. She believes there should be like no, you know, push number one for English, push two for Spanish. She loses her mind. She's one of those, if you're in America, learn to speak English. Don't talk to me in another language. She's one of them. But yet, she's like, don't tell me what I could do with my body. If I want to have an abortion, I'll have an abortion. 
gays should marry. They, the trannies could take a dump in whatever bathroom they blah, blah, blah. You know, she's a, a bleeder on that end. But you speak a different language at the uh, drive-thru, she'll, she'll rip your throat out. This is America! But you got to, you know, listen to these people. You got to, you know, you got to hear where they're coming from. That way you know. The minute my dad starts, I go, oh, what were you listening to, Rachel today? That, that was Rachel was talking about. No! Okay, you were listening to Lawrence O'Donnell. <laughs> you were listening to one of them because that whole narrative, that, that whole talking point, that's the, the, the liberal narrative. So this New York Times article is just, here's the outline of the Russian hacking of the election and getting Donald Trump elected, wanting Donald Trump to get elected. And here's something that everybody seems to kind of forget. This whole hack started back in 2015. Seriously, the spring of 2015 is when the hacking started. Well, really, the hacking's been going on. I mean, the hacking from China. Remember Sony Pictures? From uh, Computer Geeks? Remember the Jennifer Lawrence Pictures? The, the Hope Solo Pictures? Which, by the way, were revolting. Okay? I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to take a selfie of yourself. You know, you're, like the Jennifer Lawrence Pictures. You're like, aw, poor girl. Hope Solo, she's butt naked, spread eagle, like squatting, and then opening up her her most intimate of areas and taking a picture of that, that hole. <laughs> this is disgusting. But that wasn't Russians. That wasn't the Chinese. Those were some some internet dweebs. They're like, oh, my God, it's so easy to hack Jennifer Lawrence's cell. Hell, this is going back to Paris Hilton when she was sporting a sidekick. So hacking's been going on for years, okay? And remember, all this stuff that we're talking about has been going on during the Obama administration. All this hacking's been going on while Obama's been president. Everything that's going in Syria. You know how we keep seeing all these stories and all these images from Aleppo. I love saying Aleppo. But that's what's going on under Obama's watch. Obama's the one that's done nothing. All this hacking that's been going on. Obama's the one that's been doing nothing. And let's not forget. Let's not forget that it was only a few months ago when Obama and other Democrats said, listen, no one is hacking the elections. Nobody's rigging the system. Donald Trump is just being a little bitch. 
His voters are being bitches. I watched panels after panels on CNN. Whether it was Woodward or Van Jones talking about Trump is just saying these things. That way when he loses, which he's going to lose, and he's going to lose, in his words, bigly, he can blame someone. He can blame a rigged system. He can blame hacking. He can... And now all of a sudden, the Russians hacked the election. The Russians rigged the system. Who's saying this? Obama, Woodward, Bernstein, the very same people that were saying, no one can hack our system, nobody can rig our elections, nobody, nobody, nobody. Democrats, they won't stop. They just won't stop. They lost. You deal with it. We Republicans have been dealing with it for a while. Even when we win, we lose. We win Congress, we lose. We win the Senate, we lose. And we're constantly being told by the McCains, the Grahams, the Ryans, well, if you just give us this, then we'll do that. Okay, now if you give us this, well, okay, now if you give us this. We're constantly like, oh, Jesus. Like we were for like the last eight years, it was like dealing with a girl who just keeps teasing it out. That that girl that just keeps teasing it out. She goes, "Well, you know, after the second date, maybe you'll get a little of this, and then after the second date, after ah uh, whatever, yeah, <laughs> the Grinch Christmas at Universal Studios, and you're already down, you know, two bills, and it's like, well, maybe next time. Well, that's it." You're going to leave me like that? What? What? Maybe. And it third date, fourth date, second month, third month, some Benbridge jewelry. And then after they worked you, they're like, uh, yeah, I'm not answering my phone from you. What? That's what the Republicans have done to all of us. It's like, okay, you give us, okay, now you give us, okay, now So now here's the thing that everybody seems to kind of forget. Back in the spring of 2015, Trump was a joke. Trump, according to the experts, wouldn't win one primary. And as the field dwindled, everybody would go to Jeb Bush. They would go to Marco Rubio. They would go to... Uh, anybody but Trump. So, thing occurred when Trump was a joke. When this Russian Manjarian candidate was a joke. He was a joke. He was a nothing. So back in 2015, spring of 2015, the Russians were going, okay, uh, Trump is right now a joke. But here's the thing. We got all this information. He's going to make this 
dramatic. I mean, it, it's just silly for me to map out this bizarre scenario. I mean, I mean it is. So the concept that the Russians wanted Trump to win is fake news, especially when the FBI, the CIA, and James Clamper from uh, the uh, National Intelligence Agency, none of them agree. Not one of them agree. Remember, secret CIA officials who talk with Bob Woodward. Okay. And you all know how credible Bob Woodward is. For heaven's sake, he broke Watergate. So he's not part of fake news. He's not Glenn Trust. No, no. Okay, we get it. So this CIA operative who had secret information gave it to Bob Woodward. But that information goes against what the FBI says. That information goes against what James Clapper says. So how the hell can the New York Times and Washington Post create a story and pump out a narrative that's disputed by three different intelligence agencies. And then they balk at anybody going, come on, you guys are so... Well, how could you... If you're not going to believe the intelligence... Listen, we're not going to believe a... uh, no-name official in the CIA who has a secret buddy sharing it with Bob Woodward. So, remember, the hacking started in the spring of 2015 when Trump was a joke. So, that fake news story of the Russians wanting Trump is exactly that, fake news, because... If Trump didn't get the nomination, wouldn't the same information have come out? So in turn, so in turn, would this be said about Marco Rubio? So if Trump lost and Marco Rubio was the nominee, I know this is all a different reality, but... Let's, let's play with it here. Marco Rubio is the nominee. Would all of this information been coming out? Or would the Russians have said, no, 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 no. We, we want Hillary. One would have to assume that in the grand scheme of the liberal narrative to explain why they lost because the alt-right scenario didn't work. Once the numbers revealed that Trump got basically the same amount of votes as Romney and McCain, 
there wasn't this surge of white nationalists. There wasn't a surge of tequila tequilas. Tequila tequilas. <laughs> I love I love just throwing her name in that. And the hundred or hundred and fifty white nationalists from Magianos. Okay, once the numbers revealed that it wasn't this surge and Trump and his people tapping into a bunch of American history Xers, that it was basically Obama voters who went, eh, you know what? You've dicked us over. The Democrats have dicked us over for eight years. And we're just not going to stand for it again. We're not going to tolerate it again. We're done. It's over. We're going to go with Trump. We're going to go with the Trumpster. So when that didn't pan, you then had the whole popular vote. Like all of a sudden, somebody was going to say, hey, you know what we should do? Let's make it where the popular vote is what wins you the presidency. So that was beaten like a dead horse for about a week and a half. Every night, CNN would say, Hillary Clinton's at 2.8 million votes, 2.9 million votes. Now that's gone away, and now it's Russian hacking. But now that's falling apart because you have different agencies going, well, listen, did they hack? Yeah, we think they hacked. But they hacked to elect Trump? No, you can't say that. Because if Trump wasn't the nominee, chances are this information would have gotten out there. And would we be sitting here saying they hacked to elect Marco Rubio? They hacked to elect Ted Cruz. They hacked to elect Rand Paul. They hacked to elect Lindsey Graham. And didn't it occur to any of you that just maybe there wasn't as good as stuff from Republicans or their security was maybe a little better. I mean, Rance Priebus has come out and said we weren't hacked, which is another fake news story because the Times and the Post keep saying Republicans are hacked. And yet Rance Priebus says, no, we weren't. And the media keeps saying, yeah, you were. And Rance goes, no, no, we weren't. We weren't hacked. So just maybe Republicans didn't have the crazy stuff that the Democrats did. Because let's face it, as it pertains to the media... He only got one or two stops as far as the media being in cahoots with Republicans. In that sense, if there was a memo that was leaked that showed 
Roger Ailes discussing how coverage would be with the Trump campaign, nobody would bat an eye because Roger Ailes has never come across or claimed some journalistic integrity. I mean, Fox News was created as a pushback because the entire media sphere is controlled by liberals who tell you that they don't have an agenda. People like Sean Hannity come out and say, I'm a Republican. I despise Democrats. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. I have an opinion show. I try to tell people my opinion, and hopefully, if they're a Democrat, they will switch. That's what he does. It's the Democrats. It's the media on the left that try to BS everybody as being this impartial player. So did anybody think just maybe documents, when you hear the New York Times and the Washington Post spew out the fake news, the propaganda of, well, they were hacked, but their emails weren't leaked. That just shows you the Russians wanted to elect Donald Trump. No. It just shows you that if there's emails that are going between Sean Hannity and the Trump team or Glenn Beck and the Cruz camp or Mark Levin and the Cruz camp or Bill O'Reilly. Nobody's going to say, aha! Because everybody knows exactly what they all are. It's only a aha moment when somebody from CNN is giving people questions because CNN prides themselves on not having a bias. So when Gloria Borish or Dana Bash or whatever one of them is emailing Podesta going, I just saw you on TV and you're a TV star. (gasps) It's like, you're not... You're, you're supposed to be a reporter. You're supposed to be a reporter. When Donna Brazil is working hand-in-hand hand with the Hillary Clinton camp, and she's being paid by CNN, and she's giving information from a CNN event, and CNN likes to pride themselves on not being part. I mean, I, guys, they're supposed to be the only place for news. They are CNN. They are the real. They are not. So, did anybody ever think about that? Of course not. Of course not. But if Rubio was the nominee, does anybody not think the emails would have been leaked? 
I mean, how do you not leak Glenn Truss? Again, a guy that's supposed to be an impartial reporter. Or other reporters at the New York Times who are not supposed to be partial. They're, they're supposed to be reporters. They're supposed to be like the Walter Cronkites. They're supposed to be the guys that you never really knew where their political ideology was because they reported on the news. Didn't matter if it was a Republican, didn't matter if it was a Democrat. What's the news? X, Y, Z. Okay, now we're going to report. So would we be hearing the same thing? Or are we only hearing it because it's Trump? Or are we only hearing it because the Democrats lost? But if Marco Rubio won, we'll be hearing the same thing. Russians hacked the election because they wanted Marco Rubio to win. You have to say yes. You have to say yes because the Russians were hacking back in 2015. Trump wasn't the nominee. He was a joke. People laughed at him. So if Ted Cruz was president-elect, we would be hearing the Russians wanted Ted Cruz to be president. That's why it's insane for the media to create this narrative of the Russians hacked the 2016 elections to put Trump in the White House. That's why that's a fake news story by some of the best at fake news, New York Times, Washington Post. They might be the all-time best. Might be the all-time best. Hands down. So, that was the big story. And, of course, Obama spewing the whole the Russians hacked the election. Donald Trump had people that were friendly with the Russian government. It's funny. It's almost like a guy, two guys, best friends, who are going after the same girl. Or or they both like the same girl, but the one guy goes in for it. And the girl rejects him. Humiliates him. And the one guy says, hey, man, what happened? Ah, she's a dyke. 
She's just a dyke. That's why she... I've never heard so much hostility toward a country that we worked so hard to be friends with and and it was only a couple years ago when we went out of our way to try to be friends. I mean, Reagan, the Russians, Mikhail Gorbachev, I mean, we were almost, I don't want to say almost, but you guys remember the 80s. It was all about nuclear winter. Every other month, there was a TV show on... uh, uh, you know, one of the networks talking about a nuclear winter. What would happen if Russia and the United States got into a nuclear war? I remember that movie, uh, I think it was called The Day After. It was on ABC. I think it was ABC. ABC always has them like real downer programs. But there was a period of time back in the 80s, some of you that are, too young to remember this. I'll refresh your mind. There was a period of time back in the 80s where this narrative of a nuclear war between us and Russia was something that you literally thought about every day. I mean, it, it, rather it was music, rather it was movies, rather it was TV shows. There was always something that linked Russia, the United States, nuclear war, destruction. Reagan, Gorbachev, came together. I think Gorbachev got like a, the Nobel Peace Prize or maybe got Time Man of the Year, I don't know. But all the reforms that happened with Russia was a huge deal. And from that point forward, whether it was um, Bill Clinton and, uh, was it, Yeltsin, to Bush and Putin, we've always tried to have a relationship. We always tried to keep a relationship that Reagan basically fixed, created, however you want to say it. And when Obama was president, I know you've heard the reset button, but literally... We had a whole Russian reset. We went out of our way to try to form an alliance with Russia. Remember the hot mic moment? When Obama told, uh, what is it, Dmitriev? Remember they were doing the whole 
Dmitriev, whatever his name is, he's the president. Putin's the vice president. Okay, now he's the president. He's the prime minister. And we're like, yeah, okay, we get it. (laughs) All right. But remember Obama said, my second term, I'm going to be a little more flexible. I'll be able to do some things. It's going to be good. Don't worry about it. And Dmitriev was like, I will relay that information to Vlad. Clinton and her big stupid button, the reset. Jesus Christ, we had the Olympics there. I mean, I know the Olympics aren't ours, but we didn't boycott the Olympics. And now all of a sudden, Russia's like the 80s Russia. Russia's all of a sudden like Castro Russia. Yeah, people worried about Trump and, oh, he's going to have his hand on the nuclear cowgetter. Well, I... Okay, Let, let's just say for the sake of argument, uh, Trump and, uh, uh, and Putin give each other reach-arounds with one goal in mind, not to blow each other up. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> I mean, seriously, isn't that a good thing? It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. We're more hostile. We're more hostile to the Russians than we are to the Islamic radicals. I I mean, seriously. As it pertains to Russia, it's the Russians, the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. As it pertains to Islam, it's like, whoa, wait, ah, oh, whoa, that, you can't say that, you don't know this. Look at the debate that went on with the whole 9-11 commission. What did it take? Uh, 20 years? How long, what, 9-11, uh, the one, the thing, what, 16, I don't know the, the exact years, kill me, but. How long did it take? They finally, they finally let us look at the 23 or 24 pages that were hidden. And even in some of those pages, it was redacted. But at the end of the day, even now, everybody's walks on eggshells because you don't want to say that. The Saudi government, you got to be careful. But as it pertains to Russia, Russia hacked the election. The Russians are back. The Ru- well, what about 9-11 Saudi? Oh, we don't know. What do you, wait. Stop. You can't say that. What do you mean you can't say that? You don't know. Look at that 9-11 bill. Look at the debate that went on with the 9-11 bill that we could go after, uh, you know, countries that basically fund terrorists. 
well, we, that's, you know, that we're going to have to rework that bill. I mean, we didn't really talk about it on this show. I'm not talking about the bill. We talked about it. But what McCain and his boyfriend Graham want to do, which is amend it. They want to put a little language in there while this, uh, you know, end of term session is uh, in full swing. Where everybody kind of, you know, rams this down, passes this, basically does a bunch of stuff that we all won't like. But they figure they can get away with it because you got the Christmas break and the inauguration. And then before you know it, new president, new senators, new congressmen. And it's like, that bill, what did we, ah, that's then, but this, let's move on. So McCain and Graham, they want to strip part of that bill. So here we are debating Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. But as it pertains to Russia and hacking our elections, they hacked our machines. Uh, well, no, wait. Did they hack our machines? Did the Russians hack? Did, did, what did they do? Well, you know, they, the DNC. Okay. When John, so, they, they, so Vladimir Putin ordered. They ordered their soldiers or who Well, no. What it is is it's, it's people that are loosely affiliated with other people, and those people are loosely affiliated with Vladimir Putin. That's who hacked. Who told you that? Somebody in the CIA. Well, who? Well, that's secret. Huh. Okay. So that's the whole basis of saying the Russians hacked the 2016 election, because they wanted Donald Trump to win. Yes. Okay. Well, what about Saudi Arabia and that? Well, they didn't do it. What are you talking about? That... Tony, we're going we're gonna to have four years. We're going to have to deal with liberals for four years. We're going to have to deal with this for four years from these people. Four years. This is going to be a nightmare. We're going to be dealing with Nancy Pelosi, her retarded daughter, Chuck Schumer, Tim Kaine, that jerk off. We're going to have to be dealing with them for... Oh, God. I was wondering, we haven't heard from uh, the, the high school gym teacher. What's her name there? Elizabeth Warren. Come on. I know you, you guys, you're laughing. That's a high school gym teacher. All right? Come on, boys and girls. Come on. Come on. Let's go, boys and girls. She reminds me, I mean, not in looks per se, but she's the gym teacher from the Porky movies. Remember? Ball, ball breaker, bull, bull breaker. That's Elizabeth Warren. Beulah Ball Breaker, something like that. Unbelievable. Russians, the Russians, the Russians. What about Islam? What about uh, Saudi Arabia? What about, uh, no, what are you talking about? 
It's a peaceful religion. But it's not a religion. It's a, a political ideology. No, you're racist. You're Islamophobic. Oh, God. Okay. Gotcha. Well, there's your narrative for the day. There, there's your fake news story of the day. Okay? New York Times detailing this huge story. And once you get through with it, you go, wow. Told us absolutely nothing. You use a lot of big words. And at the end of the day, you're still trying to create some type of narrative. I mean, it's just a way to delegitimize Trump's presidency. We've talked about that since he got elected from day one when MSNBC puts up Trump claims electoral landslide, but yet Hillary Clinton is 2.5 million votes ahead. And I want to rehash the electoral landslide verbiage. But remember, in this day and age, what Trump did is an electoral landslide. Regardless of what our friends on the right, the never-Trumpers on the right, and the left say. Because in this day and age, a Republican was to ever win Pennsylvania again. Or Wisconsin. Or Michigan. Or even Florida, for that matter. So when people go, well, what Reagan did was an electoral landslide. Well, the 80s were a little bit different. The map of our country's changed a little bit different. All right? When Hillary Clinton and the Democrats don't even go to places like Wisconsin and Michigan because it's in the bag, for Trump to win those states, yeah, it's an electoral landslide. In this day and age, so all it is is to somehow weaken Trump's presidency. But when all of a sudden the James Browns, I'm sorry, the Jim Brown, not James Brown, and the Ray Lewises, And these people are going, hey, I met with uh, Trump. It was all all good. When Bill Gates is going, hey, I I had, yeah, he's, you know, he's our, the liberals lose their minds. But anyways, there's your false narrative for the day. There's your fake news for the day. Washington Post, New York Times. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. When we come back, let's talk a little about Rex Tillerson. I just I, I need to do that. If you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, you could listen to a quick song by Baked Alaska called Build the Wall and Make It Ten Feet Higher. Build the Wall. <laughs> make it ten feet stronger. If you're listening to us on uh Spreaker, you're gonna hear nothing. See, we have two systems going on. 
If you're listening to us on uh, iHeartRadio, I think you're going to hear nothing also. But now if it's terrestrial radio, you'll hear commercials, maybe for a, a gun safe, maybe for uh, survival food. That, that's the thing. I, I, I need to change something for our conservative Republican listeners. We got to get better commercials. Okay, we do. The commercials for uh, conservative talk radio are the are the drizzling craps, it, the survival food, uh, uh, gun safes, um, water purification machines. I, you know, we wonder why we get kind of pegged as as kooks sometimes. Water purification, survival food, and, and, and gun safes. I mean, that's like end-of-the-world type stuff, all right? You know, God. <laughs> but anyway, we'll be right back after uh, gun safe ads, dead space, and, of course, baked Alaska. Rob's Carry Show, don't go away. It's only going to be like a minute and a half, two minutes, so don't get bitchy on me. All right. Yeah. Uh. Build the wallet, she's got 10 feet higher. Build the wallet, she's got 10 feet strong. Build the wallet, she's got 10 feet higher. And build and build and build and just build the much attention to Facebook as I should. And I know 
that's the way uh, everybody communicates and everybody I, – I know. And I should be doing the Facebook Live, which we talk about all the time. I know, I know, I know. I know. Maybe you'll be complete this week. I, it's very busy. It's very, we have a small operate, like almost a non-existent uh, amount of employees and people that work with us. But anyways, uh, update. And I, this isn't that important, but I, I like her. She amuses me. <laughs> uh, Katrina Pearson uh, visited <laughs> Trump Tower. Uh, I see a role in the Trump administration. You guys remember Katrina? She's uh, the black girl. I think she's black or at least part black. I think she's Obama black. Like, she's not, like, Jim Brown, Ray Lewis black. You know? You know what I mean. Uh, but she's, she's, I think she's black. She definitely has some black in her. And she's got some white in her. She's got, she's got it. But she was on all the talk shows. And, and she just had that real, like, that, that real snippy, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Let me explain to you what Mr. Trump's policy is. Okay? <laughs> and she would argue. I mean, she was good. Her and, and Scotty Neal Hughes was the other one. Saturday Night Live would, would parody them. And we haven't even talked about Saturday Night Live. They're, man, they, there's elements of, of them just, they, they're not good. They're just not good. There comes a point where you're doing uh, humor, like back in the day with uh, Bill Clinton and, and was it uh, uh, Phil Hartman? I think it was Hartman that would do the Bill Clinton. He would do the forget Daryl Ham. The the I think it was the Hart the one that got shot in the face by his uh, by the by the wife the wife killed him. He did the best, Clinton, and, and what they, you know, where he'd be in McDonald's and he'd be like take food from people's, <laughs> he'd be exercise, but yet he was this, you know, doughy, uh, <laughs> chubby, unhealthy kind of president. But anyways, that's when Senate Live kind of had that balance. Now what they do with Trump, it's it's just so. And listen, you get you know, you make fun of the president, you make fun of people, but there comes a point where it's it's it leaves being comedy, it leaves being Chevy Chase and falling over the whole Gerald Ford thing to where it's just person stupid and a racist and a misogynist and a Nazi. And if you voted for him, you're a racist, you're a Nazi, you're stupid, where it becomes, as the left likes to use the word, shame. They shame you. They try to shame you. They try to to tell you you're stupid for what you did. We're smart. We're the liberals. And if you could just think like this and act like this, 
then you'll be a better person. So during this election cycle, they were brutal to the Scotty Neal Hughes and Katrina Pearson. So I know you know who I'm talking about, but she was at Trump Tower looking for a uh, working for a gig. Some say that uh, it's for press secretary. Now that would be great. It'd be just classic to see her <laughs> with the press pool doing that whole Josh Ernest. Dee Myers, Dana Perino. I know Dana Perino's head just exploded when she heard that. You know, Dana Perino, she's just one of those never-Trumpers that would actually be like, he's never going to win. He's never going to He can't win. This is so wrong. And then he won, and she's just like, oh, my God. She's one of those people, oh, the press secretary. It's like, oh, my God. This is, it's such a hard job. It's just, oh, my God. It's like, I don't know about the hard job. I don't know about being, you know, hard job. Yeah, uh, Glenn Thrust, question. And he stands up with his stupid hat on. Yeah, Katrina, I just want to know, is uh, is uh, President Trump going to build that wall like he promised? Well, you know, Glenn, let me tell you something. With your stupid effing hat. <laughs> But anyway, that that Katrina Pearson. And of course, if you go on CNN, um, CNN has to say, Pearson was one of the most frequently seen faces on cable news throughout 2016 and often drew controversy for making false and inaccurate statements. Don't you love when people like CNN call people out for doing what they do. Remember last week we talked about the MSNBC girl who convened a whole panel of people to discuss Trump having a Christmas party at his hotel in Washington for the Fox News people? Completely made up. Fake as fake can be. But yet it was reported on MSNBC. They convened a whole panel to discuss it. For them to do that, there was planning. That's something that line producers, segment runners, they had to pencil in. They had to put on a black... Okay, this is where we'll talk about the Fox News party. This will be the panel that we talked to that... Not one person at MSNBC associated with that program did any, as Hillary Clinton was screaming and yelling about during the election, fact check, fact check, got a fact check, got a fact check, Donald Trump, got a fact check, fact check, fact check, fact check. Hell, CNN even hired some liberal the K-File fact check. You don't really see much of them anymore. K-File fact check. So it's always funny when the CNNs and the MSNBC call somebody out for that person saying, you know, 
as they would say, inaccurate and false statements. The U.S. invasion of Afghanistan, which took place in 2001 on President Barack Obama, also blamed the death of Captain Hirmara Khan in 2004 on Obama and Hillary Clinton and his Secretary of State, or his Secretary of State. Obama and Clinton did not assume those roles until 2009. Pierce had also defended Trump's suggestion that Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio might not be eligible to run for president. She said reporters had literally beat Trump supporters into submission into supporting policies they don't agree with. And that's supported from... Um, you can't get two bigger world douchebag Dylan Byers. Did you ever see Dylan Byers? He used to be a political. So he went political to CNN. Very unhealthy. Very unhealthy looking. Not as unhealthy looking as Don Lemon, but still unhealthy. It's like, hey, Dylan, hit, hit the treadmill a minute or two, okay? You're on TV, jerk off. Okay? Hit the treadmill. Yeah, I'm fat shaming Dylan. But anyways, that's a uh, a breaking story. I don't know how important it is. I just thought I'd share because I think Katrina Pearson's funny. She amuses me. I don't know if she'll be press secretary. I'd like to see Laura Ingram. They say Laura Ingram is uh, up for the... For the gig, I'd love to see Laura, or at least uh, uh, her, or maybe Kellyanne. She'd be good. But Laura Ingram, awesome. You see her going off on these people. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I love watching the world's head just like exploding. They really are. So today. You had a whole bunch of people going up to the Trump uh, Tower to meet with Trump. And the liberals' heads were exploding. You had uh, Kanye West. I mean, that's the funny thing, Kanye West. But still, listen, as kooky and as nutty as he is, you still got millions and millions of people that love him. You still got millions and millions and millions of black folk. And young suburban white kids that love him. He's all right. I had a good conversation with him. I have a direct line of communication to him. It makes people that support Kanye and like Kanye go, Oh, well... He says Trump's good and not a Nazi and not a Klan member, then uh, I'll give him a shot. Liberals' heads. They're like, no! No! Stop! And then if that wasn't enough, Jim Brown went to the Trump Tower with none other than Ray Lewis. And the liberals are like, no, nah, nah. it was like a double shot of like, this can't be happening. 
And then Jim Brown made the rounds of all the reporters with Ray Lewis. He made the rounds with all the TV reporters. He talked to Anderson Cooper. I watched him tell Anderson Cooper when Anderson Cooper tried to, you know, prod him. Well, you know, uh, Trump said, uh, uh, you know, the black community, what do you got to, uh, what, what do you got to lose? And, uh, you know, the people are dying. Well, you know, how do you feel about that? Like, and Jim Brown was like, listen, I, I don't, I don't play the whole white black game. Now, of course, I'm paraphrasing. Okay, relax. But he basically said, I, I don't play this whole white black thing. Ray Lewis said the same thing. Jim Brown goes, I had high school coach that was white. He's like, I've had some 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 really special people that were instrumental in my success that were white. I, I don't play this whole black versus white. He goes, I voted for Hillary Clinton. But we have elections. We have fought for elections. We, we have fought to be able to vote. We had a fair election. So I could sit there and complain and whine, or I could try to work with the new president. I could try to have him see my point of view. I mean, liberals' heads just went, no! Because, I mean, Jim Brown's a big deal in the black community. Jim Brown's a, a vocal voice in the black community. He's not one of these uh, black folk that gets up on the, the, the pedestal and, and, and preaches to everyone about how whites are, are evil and they're bad and, and, and the black people got it horrible and it's because of the white man. Jim Brown's not one of those guys. He's not one of those guys. And he doesn't make money from being an activist like Al Sharpton. He doesn't make money from inciting racial tension. It's not what he does. Jim Brown's one of those voices that say, hey, we need help in our communities. Forget this whole white cops running around shooting black folk. It's black folk shooting black folk. Places like Chicago. Those people aren't being killed by white cops that are just trolling the street going, oh, let's find a, let's go, let's just find black people to shoot in the head. It's black people shooting black people in the head. And Jim Brown understands that. And he doesn't lecture white folk on how they're privileged and how they should be full of guilt. So when Jim Brown went to Trump Tower, liberals went, no, 
Same thing with Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis has been very, very vocal against Black Lives Matter. You know, these are two people that you don't see plastered all over MSNBC. You don't see them plastered all over CNN. You don't see Van Jones doing his whole white lash gimmick to Ray Lewis. I'd love to see Ray Lewis get into a debate with Van Jones. I'd love it. I'd love Van Jones to pull out all of his racism BS on Ray Lewis. Talk about privilege. He ain't more privileged than Van Jones. Wife's Billy Carter's daughter. Nothing more privileged than having a white wife whose family was the president of the United States. Please. All these people lecturing about racism. Jim Brown. Here's a guy that came from that era. He came from that era where there wasn't too many black folk playing football. There wasn't too many black folk attending colleges. Talk about lecturing people in 2016 on racism and the plight of the black man and white guilt. Yeah. I love to see them debate Jim Brown and Ray Lewis. That's why they're not on CNN. That's why Don Lemon doesn't have a panel discussion with Ray Lewis. Van Jones busts out them tears talking about white lash. I could see Ray Lewis slapping Van Jones Slapping the black out of Van Jones. He's like, come here, come here. Shut the f- shut up. You're more privileged than any white person walking today. Shut up. So the liberals' heads just exploded today with Jim Brown. When Anderson Cooper was grilling Jim Brown and Jim was just like, we need to do more things for our community. Trump is, 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 is a different type of president. Different, I mean, that's what Jim Brown was saying. When they interviewed uh, Ray Lewis at Trump Tower, he goes, listen, we're, we're, we're worried about the black communities. We're worried about black-on-black crime. I, I mean, liberals' heads exploded. You're not supposed to have a, a black man talk about black-on-black crime. It's supposed to be systemic racism. It's supposed to be the white man who's got the boot on the throat of the black man. I mean, still to this day, Obama does interviews talking about racism. Racism. A country still not past our history of Jim Crow and, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like, come on. 
It's like, listen, you've done enough damage for the last eight years, okay? How much more damage do you want to do on the out? (laughs) Seriously. So liberals are just losing their minds today. You can't have two prominent black men in the black community talking good about Trump and saying things that Republicans say all the time. Black on black crime. Got to fix the cities like Chicago, which they're all controlled by Democrats. And here you got those mayors worrying about illegals. You got these mayors more concerned about illegals getting deported than black folk shooting each other in the street. How's that for a, 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 a just a wacky twist? Rahm Emanuel and, and a bunch of the other mayors. What was the other one? Oh, well, I, can't, I can't remember the other one. Rom really sticks out in my head. They got these mayors going to Trump. We're going to fight you. We're going to diss. We're not going to. We're going to protect the illegals out here in Los Angeles. They're trying to put together a bill that protects the, the illegal. How about protecting the American citizens? How about protecting the black folk in Chicago? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of black folk getting killed. Does anybody care about them? Rahm Emanuel don't. Rahm Emanuel cares about the illegals. So when Ray Lewis says, you know, it's black on black crime, what are we going to do about the cities? What are we going to do about Chicago? What are we going to do about jobs? Liberals like, no! (laughs) Remember, for eight years, you've had a Democrat president and in these pockets which is the only pockets that Hillary won you have liberal Democrat mayors New York, Chicago, Los Angeles and you got black folk, unemployment it's through the roof oh well what 12%, 12%, that's not through. Oh, okay. If you just go by the liberal narrative of the 4.5% or 4.8% unemployment, and then black unemployment is almost triple, yeah, that's through the roof. Okay? Yeah, it's through the roof. So their heads exploded. Seeing Ray Lewis and Jim Brown talking about black-on-black crime and how do you pump money into those communities and, and help fix those communities? Like I said, man, if Trump does just a fraction, just a fraction, I'm talk, just a fraction, the Democrat Party as we know it is done forever. Just a fraction. Just a, a smidgen. If he's able to do a smidgen, Democrat Party's over. It's finished. 
Because the pathway's there now. Come 2020, the pathway's there. Does Trump hold the states he wants? Now it's a flip. Now you have to say, all right, the Democrats got to take Pennsylvania. The Democrats... Before it was, oh, well, Republicans, which they never will, but let's just say they have a shot. Has to be Pennsylvania, has to be Florida, has to be Ohio, has to be. So if he's able to just a a fraction, just a a smidgen. That's why the liberals' heads are exploding when they're seeing Jim Brown and Ray Lewis. What if all of a sudden in a couple of months you see Jim Brown and Ray Lewis out in those communities, out in Chicago, out in those communities with Ben Carson? The heads will explode. What if all of a sudden there's some grants, there's some, some infrastructure going on in those communities? Heads will start to explode. And as you see, like we talked about earlier with the whole bully pulpit, if the president wants to, you can have influence over the companies that are in our country. You can have influence over the companies to try a little bit harder to keep a thousand jobs there, a thousand jobs here, five thousand jobs there, a new plant here. If you have a president that's focusing on our country as far as business, jobs, economy, roads, bridges, things of that nature, and not where somebody could take a dump who's baking a effing cake. Would Halloween costumes offensive? Would Hollywood douchebag is aggrieved? Liberals will lose their mind. Liberals will lose their mind. And then Bill Gates. You got Bill Gates having a conversation with Trump ahead of this big tech conversation that's going to go down Tomorrow, with people from Yahoo and Goggle and Yitit, all of these these tech wizards, that I call them tech wizards. But you have Bill Gates today mentioning Trump and Kennedy in the same <laughs> in the by <laughs> liberals' heads. I'm telling you, today was the was the liberal. Head explosion. 
okay, from Jim Brown, Kanye West, Ray Lewis, to Bill Gates talking about Trump and Kennedy. Liberals are like, this, this isn't happening. This is just not happening. This is, this is not happening. <laughs> they're, they're sitting around going, okay, I'm going to wake up. They're, they're, this is all a bad dream. It's like, it's like Dallas from the 80s. They're going to wake up, and it's like, oh, that whole cliffhanger and that whole season didn't exist. Bobby Ewing's alive. He didn't die. <laughs> or the old Bob Newhart. Remember, he wakes up and he goes, I had this dream. Remember how they had the Newhart show end? Or am I going way too old for you guys? The liberals are like, this has got to be a dream. We're going to wake up. And Hillary's going to be the president. Bill Clinton's going to be like, hey, let's bake some cookies. Let's bake some cookies. Who's going who's gonna to play with my ding-dong? Come on, baby. Come on. <laughs> Huma Beaton's going to be in there with her prayer rug. <laughs> That's the liberals. They're like, what's going on? Bill Gates. I got to tell you, I, the, the innovation, the things I see with Trump, you know, it, it, it reminds me of, you know, when, when Kennedy. Kennedy? What? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I, think, I think Van Jones' wife, I, I think she had to talk him down today. The only thing worse would have been somebody going, you know, uh, this is kind of like the Jimmy Carter. <laughs> what? No! <laughs> no! Stop! <laughs> no! It can't be happening! Kanye West. Maybe Kanye will perform at the inauguration. Wouldn't <laughs> that be great, though? And he does the old that the old album, the one with the teddy bears. Lights flashed. <laughs> the good Kanye stuff, not that new stuff. The 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 you know, she's a gold digger. That stuff. She ain't messing with no broke nigger. She's a gold digger. <laughs> that that wouldn't that be great? And Trump does that weird dance he does where he's like <laughs> Uh, there's Amoroso. She's like doing, she's twerking with Katrina Pearson. <laughs> They're twerking. I think it'd be great. He does uh, Gold Digger. He does the lights. Flat. The graduation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Graduation album. That's what I was told. It's the graduation album. Does the, there's lights. Flash. Uh, I don't. Th- is Gold Digger on the graduation album? Hold on. <laughs> Gotta go. Come on, I'm in the. I'm in the uh, graduation album. Kanye. Kanye West. All right, hold on. 
I know this isn't political, but it is a little. Come on. It is a little. Hold on. Work with me here. It's don't don't. I, every, I, I'm getting blasted by everybody busting my balls right now. Just give me a break. All right, where's the songs? Um, ba, 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 ba. Okay, oh, wait a minute. Track less. Track less. Oh, um, Flashing Lights is the song I was talking about. Lights? Then you got uh, Good Morning, Stronger. Oh, that's, come on, that's a great, st- Stronger. Yeah, that's a great song. All right. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. To the Janga, the 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 Tonga. Yeah. All right, that's good, guys. That'll be huge. Kanye does stronger. That'd be great at the inauguration. He's doing strong. That them not stronger, but don't kill you. Make him bang bang, bang 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 bang. I'm a bang on dumb on y'all. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. If you were listening to us uh, on uh, uh, Blog Talk or, or iHeart or Spreaker, you would have heard that. You would be like, I know what that is now. That was the graduation. Can't tell. Which ones can't tell me nothing? Which would I don't know. Okay, I've spent enough time on this. All right, we'll be right back. And then I want to talk a little about Rex Tillerson. This isn't going to be a long break, so relax, everybody. Everybody's busting my balls. All right. This is going to be my, my Hillary Clinton hot sauce. No, yeah, all right, it's hot sauce. We'll be right back. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot Just sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> Is it working? <laughs> hot sauce in my I mean, bag? No, swag. Hot sauce. I've been, I've been eating... A lot of hot sauce, a lot of uh, raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You might need to slow down. I need to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. All right, we're back. We're live. Can you imagine if we had to deal with that for four years? Legit, you guys. If we had to deal with Hillary Clinton for four years, ugh, ugh, and just everything that goes with it. Forget. Forget the policy, just for a minute. Forget the policies. Forget. How about just the, the obnoxious a-holes that we would have had to deal with for four years, like the Madonnas and just all of Hollywood. Every one of those obnoxious a-holes. And then the, just the, 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 the salon.coms and the Huffington Post and the... God, uh, the, 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 the slates, the, those Joan Walsh's and the April Ryan's and the Teen Vogue girl. Oh, God. Just to have to deal with them. Oh. Oh. 
I'd rather get a, 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 an STD test than have to deal with them. Those of you who don't know what that is, I will admit I've had an STD in my lifetime. But it's where the guy, the, the, the guy, <laughs> it's where the doctor takes this Q-tip, and it's like a foot long, and he sticks it right in the, the hole of your penis. Oh, ah, oh, ah. It's, it's the worst pain. Seriously. It's one of those things. It's one of those. I would rather have that. I would rather have that every day than have had a Hillary Clinton like I said, forget the policies, just the people that are around the Clinton orbit and just liberals in general. Like, it's, it's really just been so satisfying to watch liberals cry and, and just be in this place of utter despair. Oh, it really is. It's, it's, it's like having an orgasm every day. You know, the view, and I'm sure by now some of you have heard about it. Uh, they've just been going on like an uh, epic rants. Jo- Joy Behar and, and Whoopi Goldberg and, and that whole click. But Joy Behar did a whole little bit where she talked about uh, this election and the fact that Trump won is like, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 like birth control. It's turned women off. There was some report that women don't want to have sex with their husbands because they voted for Trump, and it's the you know it's this 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 buzzkill. Listen, that might be the case for millions and millions of liberal hipster douchebags, but it's the opposite for us. Republicans, us conservatives, us Trumpsters. It's like real Spanish fly. I remember the, the days of, uh, of trying to get this, this mythological Spanish fly, the sex potion. I mean, it's really roofies, but it wasn't called roofies. It was Spanish fly. But regardless, it was this aphrodisiac that that would make a woman go crazy with lust, that would want your disgusting, out-of-shape, flabby body. That, my friends, is what the election of Trump has been like to us Trumpsters and us on the right. It's like an aphrodisiac. It's like an orgasm. That la- it's like that tantra. What is that thing where, where, where that, that new age, hipster, douchey, meditation thing where like they they do the whole sex without actually having sex but you have a 10-hour orgasm and you like sit in a room and i don't know chant or what that's what it's like since since trump won the election i literally have had an orgasm every day every day it's like one giant orgasm. No matter how crappy the day is, no matter how much crap happens, I, I just get hit with just a lot of crap. There's always that safe space. How's that? I use a liberal word. Safe space that I go to in my mind that goes, ah, Trump's the president. 
We don't have a liberal president. We don't have a Democrat president. We don't have a hipster douchebag loving grandma as president. Because the funny thing is, when liberals go, ah, you know, uh, Trump, he's going to get impeached. Or as uh, Michael Moore, the man-woman, says, oh, Trump, he's probably just going to eventually quit. Okay, he quits. It's still a Republican administration. It will still be Republican policies. It will still be not liberal, hipster, douchebags. That's it. So it's an orgasm. So for liberals and Joy Bayar, the Trump presidency is hampering their sex life. But for people like me, oh, aphrodisiac. It's an aphrodisiac. And my girl voted for Trump. She's a Trumpster. My child, my unborn child will be a Trumpster. That's orgasm, okay? That's orgasm. When my kid's eight years old, seven years old, because Trump will be out in eight, seven years old, my kid will be like, who's the president? It's President Trump. It's president Trump, mage. He'll be like, who's our president before? Who's that guy? Exactly. That's all you need to know. Who's that guy? I've seen video of him speak. He doesn't speak as good as President Trump. What's going on, Dad? Exactly. There was a time when we were ruled by what are known as liberals. What is that? They are bad people, son. They are evil, bad people. Are they? Yes. And if you see one, you run. Well, what do they look like? Now, I'm sure the fashion will have changed by then, but I'll have to explain to him what a liberal looks like. You run, Major. You run. When you see one coming to you, you run. Okay, Dad. If one talks to you, you know how you used to say, don't talk to strangers. Your parent, don't talk to strangers. Now it's going to be, don't talk to a liberal. Don't talk to a liberal. <laughs> Don't talk to a liberal. It's like a, it's an aphrodisiac for me. And a lot of my friends. Aphrodisiac. We love it. We love it. To watch Lena Dunham cry and, uh, and Miley Ray. Oh, when I saw Miley Ray Cyrus crying, it was like, are you kidding me? Oh, this is great. Van Jones, but Van Jones is like, I don't know what I'm going to tell my children. It's like, yes! <laughs> yeah, Van Jones! Cry, you little bitch! <laughs> all those, vi- those, those videos and pictures of, like, all the Hillary people, all the Democrats, and they're all, like, they're <laughs> cuddling each other. And there's guys that are crying, and there's girls, and they're holding each other. Oh, it's uh, it's just great. That's it's it's organ. That is, that's political porn. It is. 
It's like, that's, that's masturbation material right there. <laughs> what did Democrats cry? <laughs> They're like, no. And even now, watching them just become unhinged. I told you, my, I got a friend whose brother is, is like a diehard Democrat. And, and he, 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 he literally like almost got in a fist fight with my friend and his own brother because he heard my friend talking to someone on the phone about Trump to the point where like a day later, the brother texted him was like, Hey, I'm sorry. I acted that way. It's just, you know how I feel about that man. <laughs> oh, that's just so great. I mean, listen, as much as Republicans and conservatives didn't like Obama, and as much as the left liked to throw around, that's because you're racist and you don't like, and you don't like a black man. And okay, okay, great. For all of that talk, Republicans didn't act this unhinged. Remember what I said. Policy's different. Policies that we're going to block it, we don't like it, we're going to, that's different. But the raw, visceral emotion of crying and just, Republicans didn't act that way. You didn't see grown men just crying and sitting in a corner and, and needing time off from work because Obama was elected president. <laughs> it, it didn't happen like that. It shows you. Democrats, by and large, liberals, by and large, are, are they're just weak individuals. They really are. They, they really are. They're weak individuals. They're weak. Seriously, point me, point me one political commentator that busted out into tears when Obama won. But we literally could go, all right, Van Jones cried like a bitch. Uh, Martha Radzinski, Radonsky, whatever her name is, ABC, cried like, well, I don't want to use that word because, <laughs> you, know, you know, as Trump would say, whatever. But I mean, there, just, just there, two prominent liberal pundits, reporters, hacktivists, whatever they are, crying on television because Hillary lost. Crying. I I don't recall Sean Hannity back in 08 going on Fox News. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember any prominent Republican weeping because Obama won. Fighting? Totally different. Totally different. Democrats want to fight? Let's rock and roll. I'm down for it. I think the American people are sick of liberals. They're sick of Democrats. Rob, how could you say that? Look at the popular vote. Oh, stop. Stop. Yeah. 
I'd love to go through statistics over the past 10 years and see how this switch. And and what I'm saying is I'd love to see in the past 10 years how many illegals have been granted voting rights. And I'm not talking about illegal voting. I'm talking about illegals or anchor babies that in the last 10 or 15 years are now able to vote. Remember, at one time, because some of my Republican friends like to bring it up when they talk about landslide victories, California was a red state. How did it switch? How did it change? Well, open borders. We've talked about it on here before. If you're an anchor baby, when you become eligible to vote, who are you going to vote for? Are you going to vote for the party that would have prevented you from being here? Or are you going to vote for the party that enabled you to go to college, to, to, to basically feed off this country? But, Rob, they're citizens. Listen, if you're an illegal and you come here and spit a baby out, you did that. And in theory, yeah, the baby is an American, but come on. It's one of those technicalities. It's one of those technicalities. Shouldn't be law. It should not be law. But we're not going to change that. We're not going to fight that. So when you're talking about popular vote, well, Hillary won the popular vote. Look at the two places where those vote totals got ran up. The two places that literally have an open border system. And throughout the last 10, 15, almost 20 years have done everything in their power to pad a voting electorate to give Democrats a guarantee electoral hall. And I've said it before, if we had strong borders, if we controlled immigration, Democrats would have been done a long time ago. If California... And New York were basically run like Florida in the sense that it was a toss-up state and we didn't have the flood of illegals. Democrats would be toast. Toast. So the American people are, are, are sick of liberal policies. They're, they're sick of being preached to. They're sick of wanting to just 
let their mind escape. You know, you, you come home, you're working in a, in a factory or you're, you're working, uh, you know, road construction or you're working a farm. You work in a, a convenience store, you work in an uh, oil refine, whatever. But you're busting your ass. Okay? You're busting your ass. And you come home after working maybe 10 hours so you could send your kid to college and you could make sure there's food on the table. And all you want to do is watch a little television. You want to watch a little football. You want to watch a little, you know, half-hour comedy show. And what happens? You got protests with the football players. Because there's systemic racism and there's black police or uh, black uh, uh, kids getting shot by white police officers. And it's out of control. And, it, and F the, 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 the national anthem. F the Miller. F, 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 F. Yeah, you, you, you put on TV. You get, every half hour show has got some snotty liberal reference to... Republicans suck. Anybody who like, likes a Republican, stupid, a redneck, an ignorant, moron, a putz, a jack-off. And you just want to watch TV. You, you, you don't want to be told you're an a-hole. You, you, you don't want to watch somebody spitting uh, on our soldiers, which is essentially what... Colin Kirkpatrick or the other uh, football players, they're like, yeah, we're going to put LeBron James. I'm going to wear a safety pin on my, on my lapel. Okay, LeBron. You, you make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. You're talking about all this unjust. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All these. Listen, I don't want to beat the horse to death again, but I've said this before. Imagine if all of these a-holes got together, pooled their money. Imagine what they could do. But they don't. They don't. Imagine what they could do directly. Seriously, imagine what they could do directly. Putting it into some half-ass organization that really just pays people that work for the organization and then they slowly dole out a little money here, a little money. F that. Imagine if you had two, three, four hundred of these social justice warriors pulling out five, ten, fifteen million bucks. Probably have five, six, seven hundred billion dollars. And then imagine... If they went, okay, we're going to give it to families. We're going to give it to inner city families. We're going to give it to poor Midwestern families. We're, we're going to basically give $150,000 to XYZ. Because with that $150,000, that family will be able to pay their rent for X amount of years. If the rent's $1,000 a month, 
throw uh, uh, you know three hundred dollars a month for utility. So their their rent's thirteen hundred a month. Uh, say fifteen thousand dollars for 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 shelter. Okay, well they got four years worth of shelter. Now they got some other twenty thirty thousand. That family doesn't have to work. They could the mom or the dad can now go to school. They could they they could get an education or get a work in a trade industry so they could get a better paying job. But they don't. Think about what $150,000 would do for a poor family where maybe you have a mom that works two jobs and, and has two kids. And she takes online courses to hopefully one day be able to become a nurse where she can make 20 bucks an hour, 25 bucks an hour. And until then, she works, you know, part-time at Target, part-time at Walmart, what, Whatever. You know the scenarios. Imagine what $150,000 or $200,000 a family would do. And people like LeBron James, who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Think about the money that they could raise. From LeBron James to, to, to uh, you know, uh, uh, I, 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 uh, what's his, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. No, and, and I'm just throwing out black folk. How about the white folk that would be more than happy to hitch their, their, their trailer to that train of, yeah, I'm going to go into the black community and, and, and adopt a family. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? You do toys for tots. Or... Uh, what I do, I, I, I go to your, the local hospital that's out here, and you, you, and you, and you could go to the, the hospital, you could go to the orphanage, and you could actually give toys directly to the kids. So you're not just giving it to, you know, uh, a Toys for Tot type drive, and then it goes into a big box, and then they go, and they, where you actually could buy toys, and you go and give it to a, a dying kid very emotional you should do it sometime it's it's heavy stuff but the lebron james they could do that they could but they don't they don't they don't do it all these social justice warriors they don't do it they hell they could probably raise a billion dollars imagine what they could do with a billion bucks imagine how many families they could help with a billion dollars. That's how you make change. Not wearing a effing clothespin and bitching and whining. Liberals. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. It's Rob's Carey. It's Rob's Carey Show. We'll be right back after another quick word. And then we'll talk about Rex Alright Don't go away It's my one of my other favorite bits Trump and the anti Muslim question It's Rob Scary, Rob Scary Show So 
So I'm really honored by the crowd, and we're going to have some fun now, because instead of making a speech, which I've been doing over and over and over, I want to take questions. Don't we like that, right? Okay. All right, let's start with this group right over here. Come on. Okay, this man, I like this guy. Welcome, White Plains. Amen. Okay. We have a problem in this country. It's called Muslims. We know our current president is one. Right. You know he's not even an American. We need this first question. This is man. First but anyway, we have training camps growing where they want to kill us. Mm -hmm. That's my question. When can we get rid of We're going to be looking at a lot of different things. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying that bad things are happening out there. We're going to be looking at that and plenty of other things. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. That's one of my favorite bits. Hey, man. That guy sounded like Tommy Chung. Hey, man. What are we going to do about Muslims? <laughs> yeah, we got a president, and everybody knows he's a Muslim. And they got these training camps, man. <laughs> uh, I, never, I, I still haven't deleted that from the... Um, from the soundboard because I just love it. <laughs> it's just a great yeah, man. <laughs> hey man, what are you gonna do about Muslims, man? I just think it's funny. I know some of you don't think it's funny. F you. All right. Do you see the feds are gonna raise the interest rates come Wednesday? Which I kind of think is funny in the sense that nobody's raised interest rates. Well, how long? Seriously, years? It's been, a, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since they've raised interest rates. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to raise interest rates. Oh, now, all of a sudden, they're going to raise interest rates. Stock market's uh, been on record highs. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget fake news, CNN, MSNBC, Mark Cuban, who, by the way, all of a sudden now Mark Cuban's all pro-Trump. Remember, the minute Donald Trump wins the election, if he wins the election, because remember, it's a long shot, but if he wins the election, stocks are going to tank. The market is going to go from... Highs of seventeen and eighteen thousand. It's gonna all the way down to four thousand. You're gonna lose every dime that you own. You're gonna lose every dollar. There's gonna be depression. It's gonna look like the nineteen twenties where people were eating sewer rats. Yeah, well, every day the 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 market's been going up, 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 up. You got companies across the board. Talking about, well, you know, we were, we, we, you know, if the climate stays like this, I could see us, uh, I could see us kicking down uh, some more jobs. What is it, the U.S. Steel, whatever? Who is the steel company? The CEO of that steel company, like a week ago, said, you know, what well, we cut something like ten thousand jobs uh, a year or two ago. Uh, it's a good possibility we're going to bring those jobs back. We're going to, we're going to. Bring those 10th, I mean, now you got, oh, we're going to raise interest rates. 
Oh, we're going to raise interest rates. Okay. Okay. You're going to raise the interest rate. Why are you going to raise the interest rate? Is the, why? Is the economy not doing good? I think the economy is doing great. Every time I saw an article last week, it was uh, Donald Trump is inheriting a great economy. He should be giving President Obama reach-arounds. He's inheriting a great economy. What, now all of a sudden, no inheriting of a great economy? What's going on? You got to bury that. You can't, you, can't talk, you can't talk about a good economy. That way, in a couple weeks, if something happens at the economy... Liberals in the media can go, see, look, the economy, bad, 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 Trump, bad, bad, bad. It's found it interesting. It's found it interesting. That's all. Found it interesting. We'll see what happens. We got to keep a, keep a close eye. Got to keep a close eye on those shifty, and I mean shifty. Liberals. All right, so let, let's end the show with Rex. All right, let's talk a little more about Rex. So Rex Tillerson is now Secretary of State. Yesterday, we made the announcement around the same time, but we said let's not, um, you know, go full loaded because we don't know. We don't know. That, that's just speculation. Everybody's speculating. So it's official. Rex my bad. Rex. Rex. And he's scary. He's scary. He's, he's compared to the last two secretaries of state, very ominous, very scary. The name's very manly. It's not uh it's not the wind sailor, John Kerry, speaking French, hanging out with James Taylor. not the grandma with the big Coke bottle glasses, falling, stumbling. This guy's Rex. Who's coming? Rex. What's up? Rex. So here's the funny thing. And the fact that Politico kind of uh, spilled the beans a little on it. Rex has been a Clinton favorite. And what I mean by that is, before Trump and before Trump's win, Rex Tillerson has been somebody that the Clintons or the Clinton Global Initiative really liked. Back in 2012, and it's funny because it's from the Podesta emails. Those Podesta emails are, those are, the Podesta emails are good. They really are. They really are. And and again, I I don't want to go off on on another one of, because I got to, we got to end the show and we got to talk about Tillerson a little, but I do love the whole debate on the emails because basically the Democrats got caught being shady, being shifty, and they're upset that they got caught. That's the funny thing. 
I mean, part of that New York Times article today was trying to compare it to Watergate. Showing the safe and the water. What are you talking about? Stop. And I've been equating this whole thing to your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend, catching you cheating by going into your email or going into your phone or your friend doing it and telling you. And the fact of the matter is nobody would dismiss the information because it was obtained in a dubious manner. Nobody would go, I don't care if you gave me emails that shows my wife doing gangbangs every other night. The fact of the matter is you went into her email without her permission. So and this is like the classic, you catch the girl, the girl catches the guy. And the debate is, how could you go on my phone? I, I did. I went on your phone. Well, that's, that's BS. Okay, I did. I know that's horrible, but you've been going out with a guy. You, you've been cheating on me for the last six months? What? That's not the point. You violated my privacy. How dare you? Okay, but last night, when you said you were at your sister's house, you weren't. You were at a gangbang. And seven guys ejaculated in your mouth. You came home and you gave me a kiss. I thought I smelled bleach. You said you were cleaning. What? This is wrong. You went into my phone. So these Podesta emails are great because it just shows how shady and how effed up the Democrats and the media and their whole orbit is. And always was. And I think that's what burns everybody's nuts the most. Is because they can't now say, oh, liberals aren't in the tank. Or Democrats, uh, or the media's not in the tank for Democrats. They're not. That's That's a Republican conspiracy. That's just Republican talking points. That's Republican nonsense. That's blah, blah, blah. But when these emails came out, it was like, yeah. Look, New York Times, uh, the Politico, uh, the, the, the Dana Bashes, uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 all of them. And if they were doing it now, that means they were doing it a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. That means they've been doing it year after year after year when they've been telling all of us we're nuts, we're kooky. We believe in conspiracies and chemtrails, and I think that's what burns them the most. That that's what they got outed. They got outed. Isn't that what always burns people? The outed. So in these Podesta emails, it has them talking about. Tillerson, man, about having him be on the panel at one of these global uh, Clinton initiatives and the fact that he's an education advocate and ExxonMobil's done all these great things for education. 
And back in 2009, he spoke at a Clinton Global Initiative about women and um, girls' advancement and economics. And I, I mean, Tillerson has been a player in this world for years. And I mean, the political world, as far as somebody that Condi Rice, Cheney, Bill Clinton, Podesta. Everybody's took notice of him. Everybody's had him on radar because ExxonMobil is so big. I mean, some people compare it to like a small country. I mean, the wealth of ExxonMobil and their reach. And the deals that this Tillerson has had to have done, meaning Russia's and Yemen's and the you know Middle East, that he's had to meet with presidents and dignitaries. And I mean, he's as if ExxonMobil is a country. So this Tillerson hasn't popped up out of the blue. So the narrative that, oh, yeah, Tillerson is really just a puppet of Putin. He's the Manchurian uh, Secretary of State. Well, he didn't seem too bad back in 2009. He didn't seem too bad back in 2010. He didn't seem too bad back in 2012. If this guy is a puppet of Putin, why is he... Speaking at a global initiative uh, for the Clinton Foundation. I mean, come on, man. Just stop. Just stop. Guy had some big position at the, uh, what is it, the the United Negro, I'm going to say it right, the United Negro College Fund Director. I mean, this isn't just some jack-off. This isn't like J.R. Ewing, like, hey, I'm an oil, I, hey, how you doing? Say Jerry Jones is Secretary of State. It's a guy who's been involved in uh, not government, but business and the world and trying to Make not just deals, but try to make a a, a better place. Listen, if if ExxonMobil opens up shop in Yemen, or they open up shop in Russia, or they open up shop in, you know, some other foreign country, wherever, these jobs... The the infrastructure, I mean, th- this benefits those countries. Not only benefits ExxonMobil and the Americans that work for ExxonMobil and the Americans that have to go to those countries to run these oil fields or, or, or gas pipelines, but it also benefits those people, those people with families. 
That's why Tillerson's been involved with, rather it's the United Negro College Fund or education for young women. So the, the media narrative, the media fake news of Tillerson being this KGB agent that just popped up. You know, all of a sudden people are like, who's this guy? Exactly. We don't know who he is. There's another example of the Russians hacking our elections. And now look, here's this. This guy isn't out of the blue. Okay? This guy is not out of the blue. And again, I bring up our two past secretaries of state. John Kerry and Hillary Clinton. How is Hillary Clinton and John Kerry more qualified, experienced than Rex? John Kerry was a senator from Massachusetts. He ran for president and lost, marred in a war that was extremely unpopular. Like we said yesterday, John Kerry was so bad that the American people went, okay, yes. Bush has got all of these problems, but the wind sailing guy, come on. Really? I mean, I know the the hip thing to say is, you know, woman and the empowerment and Hillary Clinton, but guys, she was manufactured. I call it a paper champion. She was manufactured. She was a first lady. Who then was given a Senate seat. I mean, let's face it. That was all orchestrated. That was all orchestrated. She was given that seat. She failed at beating Barack Hussein Obama and then was promised another shot in 2016. But here's Secretary of State, which will boost your resume to a point of you being inevitable. No one can beat you. First lady, to senator, to secretary of state, to president. It's manufactured. Everything about Hillary Clinton was manufactured. This woman empowerment. As a woman, you work hard. Listen, Hillary Clinton got where she got. Because of men. 
sorry. I know it's taboo. Grape and claw and the whole Senate thing was given to her. Meant the Democrat Party that they stood that up for her in New York. Men made sure that that field was cleared. Tillerson has bona fide credentials. Bona fide. He's been a businessman all of his life. He's dealt with world leaders. He's tried to create a better living environment for millions of people across the globe. He knows how to get along. He knows how to make sure he gets the best deal. Now he'll be doing that for the United States of America. Of course, with a name like Rex Tillerson, you can't go wrong. You just can't. I mean, you, you can't. It's Rob Zagari. It's Rob Zagari Show. All right, it's 9.37 p.m., you guys. Uh, we're out. We're done. We're finished. Okay, I got a lot of things to attend to. If you... Uh, Don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Actually, I I know I said this before, but I got to put together like a whole list so I can give you guys addresses where you can um, go. Because I always say, follow us here, follow us there. So uh, the Facebook is uh, Facebook.com slash, I know I shouldn't say that, but uh, I, I am anyways, Rob's a carry show. So you can follow us on Facebook at Rob, not at, but Rob's a carry show. Things, so I say things different. <laughs> so go to Facebook, like us, click us, uh, do whatever. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on iRadio. Follow us on uh, Spreaker. Follow us on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Follow us on all of these systems. iTunes. We're on iTunes. We're on, uh, what else are we on? Uh, what's the other system? Oh, uh, TuneIn. We're on TuneIn. <laughs> we're going to be on Hulu. I could say we're on Hulu. I like Hulu. I'm just, I like Hulu. But follow us there. We'll see you guys tomorrow at the uh, same time, 7 p.m. Don't forget, 7 p.m., that's West Coast time. West Coast time. I know. I know. I got, they're over there screaming at me. We didn't talk about the Teen Vogue. We were supposed to talk about Teen Vogue today. I know. Aleppo. I love Ale- Aleppo. Aleppo. I just like saying the word Aleppo. 
done with the show, guys. We're, 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 I'm not taking any questions or I'm not going to talk. We'll talk. How about we? How about tomorrow we talk about Aleppo? We talk about the team, old girl, and we talk about Aleppo. Okay, <laughs> how's that? Talk about Aleppo tomorrow and Teen Vogue Girl because we didn't do it today. And we're going to talk about dwarfs. I'm going to throw that out there. It's just so you, we're going to talk about dwarfs tomorrow uh, because I'm going to start a campaign. You're going to be my campaign. And I, I am. I'm going to start. Everybody has campaigns. Everybody does the whole, you know, when I was in my, my building today, okay, I had to go pick up mail. I got packages. They, they, they don't leave the packages uh, at the box because goddamn packages don't fit in the mailbox. So they're with our, uh, like our bell people, like whatever they are. We have like people that run the bill. But anyway, so you go there and you're like, yeah, man, I got packages. And then they're like, hey, here it is. Or if it's too big, they actually go here. Here's a roller so I, I got a big coming so i get lots of big packages so the girl brings me in the back no she didn't do anything dirty uh but she brings me in the back and she goes uh you know here here's the package and i look at the wall and they got this sign and it's like diversity and it's got the black hand the white hand i, I don't know because you can't see a hand for gay i guess if the pinkies are raised, you're like oh it's the gay hand <laughs> You know, you got like a like a a duty colored hand. You're like, oh, that's an Indian. I get it. Okay, but the diversity. That I said, where's the dwarf hand? Where's the goddamn dwarf hand? Nobody's ever fighting for the diversity of dwarfs. We hear about Trump's cabinet. Oh, he's got a black. He's got a a you know a, a Chinese. He's he's or Asian. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, he's got, uh, you know, old white guys. Nobody goes, where's the dwarf? Where's the goddamn dwarf? No dwarfs. Oh, who's he going to pick as his press secretary? You know, the traditionally, you got a, a woman and the, the diversity. Diver- where's the diversity for the dwarfs? That's what I want to know. Nobody's fighting for dwarfs. So I want to take that call on. I've talked about dwarfs on this show. A plethora of times, no one's talking, no one. Just because uh, the, that dwarf on Game of Thrones, Dingle, just because he is, somebody throws him some dwarf bones and he's popped up in some mainstream movies, doesn't mean dwarf diversity is solved. He's the token dwarf. Every few years, there's a, there's a, there's a dwarf that makes it. You had the, the, the year where you had the dwarfs from Time Bandits. Remember that? From the 80s? Loved that movie. They made their rounds. Where's the diversity for dwarfs? Why is nobody fighting for dwarfs? Gays fight for gays. Fight for blacks. Fight for women. For trannies. Fight for Indians. Can't even call an Indian Indian. Can't even call me. You gotta take the name away from a football game. But no one's fighting for dwarfs. Well, I want to be that guy. I want to fight for dwarfs. Where's dwarf diversity? So, 
We're going to talk about that tomorrow. So that's what's on the agenda. Aleppo. Dwarfs. <laughs> Diversity. And the Teen Vogue Girl. I know. It's a, it's a day old, but we'll talk about the story tomorrow. All right. See you guys tomorrow. The Robert Carey Show. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best. You guys rule. You're awesome. See you then.